Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. has been a part of the NASCAR landscape for more than two decades, but this weekend, the entertainment capital of the world hosts the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs for the first time. 16 contenders looking to hit it big and take the first step toward a championship. Welcome to NASCAR America, everybody. Presented by Mobile One, Carol Lamano, Parker Quigerman, and Kyle Petty with you as well. We're going to hear from both of them shortly. First, let's take a look at the playoff bracket. So the Cup Series doesn't hit the track until tomorrow, but the 16 playoff contenders have been busy today with Media Day activities in Las Vegas, and our crew of reporters are there. So let's check in with them now, beginning with the duo of Marty Snyder and Dave Burns. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to a very warm Las Vegas. Yes, media day underway. The drivers are all getting ready to do all their interviews here. We've kind of been milling about with some drivers, Dave, and I'm curious, you know, thank goodness we found some AC, by the way, but I'm curious, you know, what sort of your take is on the mood so far here at Media Day? It's been fun and light, Marty. In fact, uh, when Kyle Busch walked into the room and and kind of saw Harvick across the way, he's like, Hey, old man! And I thought, okay, it's starting early. But that's what it's been like. Uh, they know what this day is all about. Get the word out there. They're involved. They're pumped up and ready to go. They, they all seem pretty excited. Yeah, I know they're excited to kick off the playoffs this weekend. I'm curious what you want to kind of learn from drivers as we get to talk to all 16 drivers here on Media Day. I want to know about these emojis. You know, the playoff emojis. Every year <laughs> right. they put some out there. And, and that Jones boy has now made it into yeah. official emojidom. So that's a good thing. And also, who's that guy behind Blaney's glasses on uh-huh. Blaney. So mm-hmm. we might ask him about that as well. So some of the fun stuff. Yeah, you know what I want to learn? I, I have we've talked to a lot of the drivers out in the hallway. They're all mentioning this first round. They're all talking yeah. about the heat here at Vegas and the short track at Richmond and the, and the road course at Charlotte. They're all right. talking about how tough this first round's going to be. That wild card at the end with that Roval, uh, you know, some are saying, well, you know, I've, I've just got to make it to that point and, and just stay safe at the Roval. And then it's sort of like, Wait a minute, I might have to win on the Roval, so it's totally different than last year. Well, as we mentioned, we'll talk to all 16 drivers here from Media Day, but we are all over the city of Las Vegas, including on the Strip, which is renamed Burnout Boulevard, and that's where Rutledge is hanging out. What's up, Rut? Marty, things are heating up here in front of the Miracle Mile shops. We're getting ready to see all 16 playoff drivers hop in their cars, run down the strip, and do some crazy burnouts. And you can't really have a parade like that without having a pace car, right? Check out our Toyota Camry on track car. Guess who's driving that? Our own Jeff Burton. Don't those logos look great? Line up behind him. We, of course, have Kyle Busch the regular season champion. Kevin Harvick's next to him. But all these drivers are going to be out here putting on an amazing show. There's so many fans that have been packed down here all afternoon getting ready for this. You know, a lot of people used to come in November and see it, but since the race is here now, there's so many more fans that are in town ready to see it. And now they're going to get to see a little bit of a show on this end of the strip, but all the action happens right down the road from me in front of Kelly Stavist and Steve Letarte. What do you guys get to do? 
Well, Rutledge, we get to sit in the best seats in the house right off of Las Vegas Boulevard here. The burnouts are going to take place literally at this intersection. Steve, how much fun is that going to be? Well, it's going to be great. I can't believe they're going to let us hang out here. I mean, I can't even get a table in a restaurant with a Las Vegas Strip view, and now they're going to let us do a TV show from the Las Vegas Strip. This is my kind of style. Now, I know you tried to shut down the casino last night, but they're actually shutting down the Strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, just for this. That's They don't do that for just anyone. Well, I think Las Vegas really knows how to roll out the red carpet. It's about place that we've always celebrated the banquet but now that they have the first race of the playoffs they want to make it a big deal and i can't think of a more bigger deal than imagine this walking down and seeing 16 race cars coming down and just coming down the strips not enough the yes. burnouts and hey we have cards we're going to be measuring them and i'm going to tell you i'm going to be measuring them tough i'm going to be the tough judge well okay good i like that you can play bad cop i'll be good cop but we will we will be judging and watching carefully carolyn hey hope you're enjoying that ac there in stanford it's a bad hair day out here in las vegas <laughs> everybody looks great doing a great job we are going to be at las vegas for the next two hours here on nascar america so a lot to get to but for you parker what do you think the biggest storyline is heading into these playoffs well marty and dave kind of allude to it and to me it's the schedule we have here in this first round you go from the hot and slick mile and a half of Las Vegas to a rough short track at Richmond and then to the unknown of the Charlotte Roval which in my opinion and even Kyle Busch it's the closest thing we have in NASCAR to a street course this race we have no idea what to expect here some drivers are saying hey I just need to keep it safe stay on the racetrack I'll be all right but I don't think you can do that. We saw so many crashes in testing at this track alone. I just can't imagine what it's going to be like when we put 40 stalkers out there and know that some guys might be in a position to have to win to advance. I just think that's an incredible pressure at a place that we have no idea what could happen. Kyle, outside of Rutledge's decision to wear shorts today and show everybody his <laughs> legs, what do you think the biggest storyline is heading into the playoffs? I'm not sure about going into the playoffs that there's a bigger storyline than, than these three tracks, as Parker just mentioned. But my storyline that I'm going to be watching for is who shows up. Who shows up unexpectedly? Uh, remember when Tony Stewart said he didn't deserve to be in the playoffs and he goes on to win five of ten races and the championship and didn't believe that he deserved to be in there? Which, who, which of the other drivers, the other, uh, take the big three out, which of the other 13 drivers shows up in these first three races and says, I'm here and you're going to have to deal with me all the way to Homestead? Much more ahead for Media Day in Las Vegas. Coming up, seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson knows that the playoffs are all about survival. But after a tough regular season, can he survive even the first round, the round of 16? Hear what Jimmy Johnson has to say about his chances when we return. Stay with us. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. series is right here on NBCSN. The championship now down to only four drivers. Scott Dixon poised to capture his fifth championship unless American Alexander Rossi can play spoiler. The Grand Prix of Sonoma is Sunday at 630 Eastern right here on NBCSN. You know, 2018 has been a great year for Stuart Haas Racing, the only team to put all four of its drivers in the playoffs. And for Kurt Busch, he gets to start the playoffs in his hometown of Vegas. The 2004 Cup Series champ joined Marty Snyder. Well, Carolyn, I think it's appropriate that we kick things off in the show with a Las Vegas native. And, and I got to give your town credit. I mean, it's amazing how this town is sort of embracing the start of the playoffs here. It's great. I mean, to have two races and then there's the sports theme going on in Vegas with uh, mm -hmm. the Raiders coming here. We've got the Golden Knights that made it to the Stanley Cup finals. And then to have the playoff atmosphere for NASCAR kicking off here i mean it, you can feel the vibe like yeah. really people are excited that it's that that scene like it's a party scene but it's also playoff scene the burnout boulevard coming later today so yeah. that's gonna be a lot of fun let's talk some racing stuff so you get the big win at bristol a couple weeks ago and i've seen speed from the 41 at, at, at a bunch of different racetracks do you guys kind of feel like you're flying below the radar as a championship threat to make it to the final four in miami I think so, but we're fine with that because the top three deserve the, the recognition for all their mm -hmm. accolades and the wins that they have. Of course, they demand that attention. But for us, there's a logjam of guys, fourth to 16th. Yeah. And us on the 41, though, we're steady, we're smooth, we're consistent. It's funny, I get a lot of texts from friends and family after they're at sixth. You finish sixth. Well, that's going to get us pretty far in this if we keep going, and that's the strength that we have is that consistency. All four Stuart Haas cars in the playoffs. Does that help or hurt the individual teams within Stuart Haas? 
I think it helps because everybody deserves to be there. But then it's not like one guy's got to worry about, you know, a car that will be taken from you because it, it has better aero given to somebody that's still eligible. Right. So right. right now it's all in. We have a huge team and a huge infrastructure to help us have quality cars go to the track for four teams. You're the local, so can you do anything about the heat Sunday, like get it down a little bit? I mean, it's going to be warm for the drivers on Sunday. I want to take advantage of it. This is where I grew up, and this is what I know was going to happen, that it's 100 degrees here in September, and I was hoping it would be a night race. All right, Kurt, hoping to take advantage of some local knowledge and win race number one of the playoffs. Well, so it's a welcome back to the playoffs for Eric Almirola. How charged up are you about your opportunity this time? I'm ready. This is, uh, this is a great opportunity for me and to be able to come into the playoffs with a team like, you know, I have with the 10 team at Stuart Haas Racing. And we've got speed, we've got fast cars, we've got to figure out how to get some luck. Yeah. And we've got to execute and we'll be a contender. You start 49 points behind the leader. I mean, do you basically ignore that in round one and race the guys around you? You do, um, or at least I do. You got to beat four four guys. And if you do that, you'll move on to round two. But I think after that, you got to start winning. I mean, for us, we, we really, the guys that have won all season long, you know, I think that they can transfer through the rounds by being consistent and good. But where we're at, I think we can get through round one being good and consistent. I think once you get to round two and for sure round three, you just can't make up that points gap without winning. You're not going to outpoint a Kyle Busch or a Kevin Harvick by 50 points mm -hmm. in, in three races. It's just not going to happen. They run too consistently in the top five to, to be able to outpoint them. So you're going to have to win uh, to, to be able to continue to, to move on. And I think we have the capability of doing that. I really do. I, I, think, uh, I think we'll hopefully surprise a lot of people. I believe it. It's not a stretch. They've got the speed. If they can just fix that luck thing. <laughs> Not as easy as it sounds, Dave. Thanks. While Amarola is making his second playoff appearance, Jimmy Johnson managed to continue history because the only driver to make every edition of NASCAR's playoffs since 2004, he is in search of a record-breaking eighth title. You are the man, buddy. So, Jimmy, the way the first round lays out, with Las Vegas now being the opener, you haven't won there in several years. Richmond, second race, that isn't maybe your best track. And yep. everybody's talking about how the Roval could just be a complete jump ball. How, how do you feel? Is, it, is this going to be a test for your team, unlike previous playoffs? Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a test for everybody. Um, I think the largest wild card we have in the 10 races is now the Roval. Um, Talladega looks kind of tame, in a sense, to, to what I think we're going to experience at the Roval. Um, but, you know, just based on numbers, I think round one is very much about being consistent. You can transfer and stay alive by doing so. Um, so that, and that's, you know, where, where we sit as a team and what we're trying to accomplish, that is top priority for me. Of course I want to win. Of course we're going to try. Um, I think Vegas would be a, a good shot for for us, I would say the Roval's probably our best shot in the first three to win. You told us earlier today, Jimmy, that you don't mind being considered a dark horse for the championship. How does a seven-time champion in this team put themselves in that frame of mind that even with all the success, we're going to enter this thing knowing that if, if we win it, we're going to surprise some people? You know, it's just my reality right now. I mean, when I look at, you know, the 2018 season so far and I look at the second half of 2017, um, we haven't led the laps. We haven't won the races um, that we're used to seeing. So I just think it's the, the truth in it all. We are the dark horse. We are a dark horse, one of the dark horses. We are not the favorite. So, you know, I've come to that realization, um, I guess, probably in the spring of this year that we just just not where we you know want to be. Um, it hasn't slowed down the work and we're doing all that we can, but it's, it's the unfortunate situation I'm in right now. All right. Well, ultimately, if the dark horse wins the championship, even if he's a seven-time champion, I think he'll still like the result. So, Kyle, Jimmy Johnson saying the Roval, his best shot in the round of 16. I wonder what that tells you. We've been talking about the playoffs all week, and you both feel, you and Parker, that Johnson will not survive the round of 16. Any qualifiers there, or do you still firmly feel that way, especially after listening to what he said? 
feel that way more. Uh, I don't care if you're a Jimmy Johnson fan and you've got your headsets on. You heard him say the Roval is a wild card. The Roval pales, makes Talladega pale as a wild card race anymore. Those were comments that he said out of his mouth. And then in the, in the next breath, he says, our best shot is the Roval. Our best shot, and what he's saying is, our best shot is a wild card. He talks about consistency. He consistently beat one car that's in the top 16 in the playoffs. One car all year long. His, his teammate, Alex Bowman. So I think when you look at it, all the signs point to Jimmy exiting in the first round because his consistency only got him the 15th in the points. Your consistency at least has to get you into the top 12 in this round, and he hasn't shown that this year. Kyle, well said. I don't really have much to add other than I applaud Jimmy for his optimism. And I applaud him for his ability to stay so optimistic when I think a lot is against him as he goes into this first round of the playoffs. And and he knows. I mean, as you just said, Kyle, if the if Charlotte Roval is the one they're looking at and saying that's our best shot to win, then that just means he doesn't have the speed on a mile and a half at Las Vegas. They know that. They're not going to have the speed on a short track at Richmond. So even if they are to make it through the round of 16, how competitive are they going to be in the round of 12? It's just not really, they're not going to be there. They're going to be a, a side note. So I just think in so many ways, unless this 48 team pulls a miracle, which we've seen them do before, I just do not feel like they are even listening to him. Even they know they're not that competitive. If Jimmy Johnson and his team are still looking for that consistency at this point in the season, you may argue that Brad Keselowski is onto something. He is the hottest driver in the sport right now, coming into Vegas on the heels of back-to-back wins at Darlington and Indy. Question is, can he turn that success into a second championship? We're going to hear from Brad on that next. Kozlowski is the first driver to win the final two races of the regular season since Jimmy Johnson back in 2008. Johnson went on to win the championship that year, and Kozlowski certainly has some momentum right now. He spoke with Nate Ryan earlier today. Brad, two straight wins in major events, but two straight races in which you felt like you didn't necessarily have winning speed toward the end. So is the number two team in championship form? Yeah, it's hard to say championship form, but it, it's also hard to not be really, really proud with the, the last two uh, races that we've had to, to win two of the what I call marquee events with the Brickyard 400 and, and uh, of course, the Southern 500. Uh, just a, a tremendous accomplishment for us. But looking forward to the, to the playoffs, um, you know, other than those 10 bonus points, it really doesn't mean much. You right. know, it's uh, it's kind of upon itself and uh, uh, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to celebrate it. But then we got to look uh, out the front windshield and, and be ready for the task at hand. So have you just had to put aside the fact that you've won the Southern 500 and the Brickyard 400 yeah, back-to-back I mean, back weeks? In the big scheme of things for the playoffs, yes. In the big scheme of things for just my career and, and, and overall level of happiness, no. No, I, I think it's uh, those are major accomplishments, and we're very, very proud and happy to, to achieve them. Vegas has been a good track for you. Uh, two wins in the last four years here. Do you, do you feel as if that translates, even though the conditions are obviously going to be different on Sunday? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, Nate. This track has just really fit uh, my style very well, and I think it's, it's been good to Team Penske as well. I think all the Team Penske cars run very well here, so uh, we think we'll have another great shot to do that this weekend. And you've talked before, Brad, about the second championship and what it means in terms of validation. Uh, yep. You still feel that way going in this year? Oh, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, Team Penske has, you know, elite resources to work with. Um, and it's up to us as a, a team and, and drivers to make the most of those. And, and, and what that means to me, quite simply, is winning races and, and winning championships. And, you know, I, I feel fortunate to have won one championship, but I know the resources are there to win more than one championship. And collectively, as, as a team, 
uh, and all the teams at Team Penske, we need to put those resources together and make the most of them. All right, Brad Keselowski going for his second championship here in 2018. Well, Alex Bowman ready to tackle these playoffs. And, and I want to go to something you said post-race at Indianapolis. You were pretty direct and said, we've got to clean up a lot to be able to advance. What do you have to clean up? Yeah, you know, um, our execution the last couple of weeks has, has been off. Uh, I've made mistakes. We've had um, some issues with our cars and mistakes on pit road, all kinds of stuff. So um, my pit crew has been one of the fastest pit crews all year. I think we can definitely lean on them to uh, gain some track position and have great stops all, all, all 10 weeks during the playoffs. But we've really just got to get faster. Uh, Vegas, we really struggled. Richmond, we really struggled earlier in the year. So these two tracks coming up, we got to do a better job than we did in the spring. And, um, you know, our race cars have improved dramatically since then. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting going here in Vegas. I want to go back to that because I, I think when everybody looks at round one, they're all talking about the road course at Charlotte. You told me a month or so ago, you said for us, Richmond was the worst race we had all year long in the spring. Is that the racetrack you're worried about in this first round? Yeah, I mean, we were really far off, and we had decent speed in, in practice and qualifying, um, and just long run speed, we were terrible. So um, I've got to do a better job throughout practice, getting the car to a point that it, it's going to hang on on a long run, um, you know, and we've just got to do a better job there in general. The Roval is kind of like, if you can just finish, I feel like you're going to be one of like seven or eight guys actually finishing. So, um, you know, if you can keep the fenders on it, you can have a good solid day there. All right, let's spin it positive. Tell me why you're going to make it into round two. Because uh, we have the best company in the business behind us. You know, um, it's Hendrick Motorsports. Our, yeah. our cars are, are getting better each and every week. Um, I have Jimmy Johnson's notebook to pull from, you know, having a seven-time champion to, to lean on and kind of be able to pick his brain has, has been a huge benefit. Um, there are just too many good things that we have going for us. I think we can uh, definitely make some noise. Good point. You can never count out Hendrick Motorsports. So if the playoff emoji is any indication, full acceptance now by that Jones boy of his future. Uh, how does that ring with you now, uh, what, two years since Ken Squire said it? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's kind of taken on a little run, I guess. Life of its, its own. own right? yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's caught on. So everybody, everybody seemed to like it, and I don't mind it either. So it kind of took off. Might as well run with it. I think it's better when nicknames just sort of happen generically, don't you? Yeah, it makes things yeah. easier, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I, I've never been... Uh, fan of the guys who pick their own okay you can't pick your own it's good that jones boy so first playoff berth for you what are you mindful of even before the first race starts the pressure of it you know making sure you're doing everything you need to do to be locked in and, and riding ready to go um there's so many things that you know you can and can't control but you want to do everything in your power to to make sure you're doing the right thing so and the unexpected. I mean, I've never been a part of the playoffs in the Cup Series, so just trying to figure out, you know, what it's going to be like as a driver and what the pressure is going to be like, that's that's also a part that you think about, um, you know, before things get going. Now, looking ahead, uh, the recent speed we've seen out of your race car, that has to make you feel pretty good. It does. I mean, as a, as a group, the 20 cars just kind of been on an upswing. You know, we've, we've been running really well and, and um, had good speed each and every week. So even, even the weeks we didn't like Indy. We, we didn't have a great car throughout the day. We were able to consistently make it better on stops and have a good strategy and, and kind of find our way to the front and then, you know, actually have a shot to win it at the end. So that's that's been really encouraging and as a group, you know, gives you a lot of momentum. So we've got to keep it going. I mean, it's, it's no time to let up on that now, but it's definitely been nice as a group to have that. Last nine races, bunch of top fives, including that win at Daytona. If the playoffs are indeed about momentum, if that is important, you look at what Eric Jones has done, second best average finish in the last nine races behind Kevin Harvick. And I like, Kyle, that he said you have to respect it. You have to respect the playoffs and try to navigate the pressure. What do you expect from Eric Jones in this Cup Series playoff debut? You know, I, I expect big things from him. I, I think he is a Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin type driver that's going to be in these playoffs every year. He's going to be in, in the conversation every year. He's put himself in the conversation this year. I think if he can make it as far as the third round, make it to that elite eight or that last group of eight, I think that speaks volumes for where he is as a driver, where they are as a team, and what to expect from him next year. 
Well said. And, you know, I think in some respects this is kind of where Eric Jones says to the fan base, hey, I'm here. Because a lot of times I hear people mention when they talk about young drivers, Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott, and they almost forget about Eric Jones. And I believe what he's been doing over the last couple of weeks is definitely going to play into the playoffs with momentum-wise. And you're starting to see what he's capable of. And I feel like many of us within the sport that have raced against Eric and had to see what he can do in a race car have expected this out of him. And now we're finally seeing it. And I think the fans in this playoffs are now going to finally see – what Eric Jones is capable of, and he may surprise a lot of them, maybe garner a larger fan. Hey, if there's Ace. ever time to make some noise, it's the Cup Series yes. playoff show. Everybody, what you're about. Just a quick reminder for you guys at home, burnouts on the boulevard. Going to get started at 6 p.m. Eastern. It is coming up. It looks great out there in Vegas. Another young gun with momentum, by the way, going into the playoffs. Chase Elliott, you might have heard of that guy. Narrowly missed the championship for last year, so will he seal the deal this time around? We're going to hear from Chase when we come back. Stay with us. Bill Elliott has taught Chase so many things going up, and now Chase has an opportunity to teach Bill a little something. And I'm sure Chase is probably having so much fun running up front. For the first time, Chase Elliott win in the Monster Energy Cup Series. There are still some tickets remaining for the weekend races at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. If you're in the area or thinking about coming out, you can visit LVMS.com or call 1-800-644-4444 for tickets. Use the promo code MONSTER18 for $10 off. Let's hear from some more drivers now. Here's Denny Hamlin with Nate Ryan. Denny, you said earlier today that the general public view is low expectations for your team for the championship. Yeah. Uh, is that Does that motivate you guys, or do you prefer not to kind of have that scrutiny of being a favorite? I mean, there comes a lot of pressure with being a favorite. I mean, you talk about the big three and those guys. I mean, their expectations is, hey, they're a lock-in for the, play, for the homestead, and then one of them are for sure going to win the championship. Um, the moment you stub your toe and, like, you have to go to the back of the pack or – uh, you have a bad race if you're one of those guys. I mean, the pressure instantly becomes like triple. Mm -hmm. And so for us, I mean, we know what we have to do. We have to go out there and perform right now. Um, we can't just wait to the third round or, or, or second round. We have to go out and perform well right now, and that's what uh, that's what we're going to do. This is maybe not the best track for you starting off. You, you haven't won here, and you have only have two top fives at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Can you guys turn it up? It's hard for me to believe. I, 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 I actually think this too. is a I good racetrack. <laughs> I know. I, I love the racetrack. It's, it's a good one for us. Um, I think stats lie sometimes. Uh, we've only raced here once a year for you know the 12 or 13 years I've been racing. So I haven't had too many shots at it, but I, I'm confident that uh, this weekend we're gonna, you're going to add to those stat totals. Stats don't lie, but did, did the Brickyard – was that an accurate barometer for how you guys might run the final 10? I, I hope so. And, I mean, we've been working hard to, to get to that type of level. And, you know, that was the best, you know, whole car restarts. Everything was put together perfectly for that race. And I thought that uh, that was a, one of the well-executed races that we've had all year. And, and we put it all together. And, um, yeah, it, that one stings. It certainly does. Um but it shows me that you know this is what we're capable of doing these last 10 races. All right, Danny, we'll try to put it all together again starting at Las Vegas on Sunday. Oh, Dylan steps up to the playoff plate for the third time in his Cup Series career. Austin, how is this one different, maybe even better for the three-team this year? Well, you know, uh, I think we, we gain experience each year in the Cup Series. Um, it, the ability of the cars are, are really important to go along with that, and we um, definitely improved on our cars throughout the year and found some speed late. So as long as that carries off into these first three weeks, um, I feel confident in the ability to move through the playoffs and, and be a factor. Where did you see that speed and, and where does it apply between here and Richmond and the Roval? Well, Michigan was really good for us. You know, we had a fast car and um, had a, a second place run and, and had a shot to, to, to do something for a win. Um, and wins are what really matters in the end. And um, these first ones, Vegas, is, is a mile and a half where downforce matters. So we'll um, hopefully bring something very similar to what we took to Michigan. Uh, Richmond uh, earlier in this year was, was a good track for us. We drove up through the field and, and had a great car. And we feel like our tests went well a couple weeks ago there. So 
that's the far as I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> those two are the first two in the trade in the playoffs, and um, the third one obviously is is just a wild card. Right. We've been working hard um, with what we can do as far as simulation um, to be prepared for that one. But my mind is set is on Vegas. Vegas is so key. The start of the playoffs to build that momentum. The last couple of years, that race is really set. This first round, I feel like um, I, last year Chicago, I made a mistake running inside the top six and I uh, got a speeding penalty and that just killed our next two two weeks. We really weren't set up going into Dover. We had to be on the offense instead of the uh, defense. Um, so really want to focus on Vegas. That's our first race and um, think about the rest later. Sounds like a little playoff experience could work well in Austin's favor. Well, Chase Elliott certainly comes in the playoffs with a little bit of momentum. So I'm curious from you, is the nine team the best they've been all year long right now? I would say so. I, I You know, Indy was a, a definite struggle. That's been a terrible racetrack for me. So I wasn't uh, real optimistic going, <laughs> right. going there. But, you know, it's a place that I want to get better at for sure. But uh, the stretch leading up to Indy I thought was certainly solid. Um, but yeah, that one that one was bad. But looking forward to these next these next stretch of races. I think that you know a lot of them fit my driving style and my team. I feel like right. we can uh, go to some of these places and and contend. Curious how you guys operate here in the playoffs. Do you sort of operate on your own island, or do you keep an eye on the forty eight and eighty eight and say how can we help them advance? Well, I think we're all. I mean, we're always talking and, and meeting and, and discussing what we have going on and and we're all aware of what the other person has you know at all times yeah. so uh, I feel like that dialogue is there throughout the entire season I don't think it just starts now so um, nothing really changes now everybody's talking about the road course at Charlotte a lot of teams worried about it with the strength you had at Watkins Glen I'm curious do you guys view that as maybe a, a racetrack where you can gain on everybody else yeah well, I think it's certainly an opportunity I mean it's as much of an opportunity as you make it and and uh, you know thinking about going there and just trying to minimize mistakes and not crash. I mean, a lot of us went there and tested and either spun out or wrecked by mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. Uh, you know, me included. So, you know, it, it's going to be a tough race and it's going to be very difficult to race side by side with guys and not make a small mistake and get into them or this or that. So there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings, I'm afraid, after after that one. <laughs> well, we're looking to hurt feelings and bent fenders. I think that's the quote, right? That's coming up later in round one. Meanwhile, Chase Elliott getting ready for Vegas this weekend. Marty, thank you. So, Kyle, you picked Chase Elliott to make it to the championship four, at least right now. Why specifically do you feel that way? Because of what he just said. He's solid. That team is solid. And, and I think Dale Jr. Re reaffirmed that for me yesterday when he talked about driving for the Hendrick organization, how when the playoffs come, they're able to take it up a notch. And Allen does as good a job as anybody else there. I think Allen and Chase believe in each other. And I think this is a team that's going to come into its own in the playoffs. They're not talking about fixing mistakes. They're talking about running better. No doubt. And they've obviously had a lot of speed. You know, Indy was kind of a misstep for them in some respects. I spoke to them afterwards. They weren't too enthused after that. But everything before that, including Donington just a week before, they had a lot of speed. For whatever reason, this nine car has separated themselves from his Hendrick teammates and continues to show speed. So I think there's a lot of optimism within that camp. You do get the sense that they are in another place, especially yeah. when you hear from the other drivers that we've heard from on the show uh, that belong to the same organization. So we are less than 20 minutes from the burnouts. Still a number of drivers to hear from before we get to that with wins at Martinsville and Michigan. Clint Boyer has enjoyed a renaissance in 2018, you might say, but can he be a dark horse in the race to Miami? Clint talking about the playoffs and his chances when we come back. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Welcome back. A look here at the 16 drivers who make up the Monster Energy Cup Series playoff field. Just note that the five drivers highlighted in yellow did not make the playoffs last season. Let's hear from one of them now, Clint Boyer, who spoke to Marty. Well, when Clint Boyer and I last talked, you were still upset by not winning the Brickyard. 
Uh, oh, which, but gosh. at tons of speed is what I Don't saw out of the 14. Of I'm not reminding you. What I'm Brad, reminding you Brad of is... Brad Keselowski? I know. Lucky. Upsetting, right? Um, but I'm reminding you of how much speed you had. So how much mm-hmm. confidence does that give you coming into the playoffs? I, I think that was a good boost, a good shot in the arm, rolling right into the playoffs for our race team. Um, no practice, no nothing. Cold turkey. Go out there and... and we had good speed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that really showcases the talent of our 14 car all the way through. Right. Picker did a good job. Um, I think the playoffs are dangerous, you know what I mean? I think when you think about three races and then a cutoff, three races, then a cutoff, one of those cutoffs is a, da- a roval yeah. that nobody's seen before. <laughs> right, all right. that we've seen is a bunch of testing and a bunch yeah. of wrecked race cars. Right. That's scary. Right. Um, teams that have barely gotten into the chase, you know, that's a new new life pumped into them, and, and they're they're full of enthusiasm and, and, and have a new purpose to race again. Right. Um, you got to make sure you're not that team that, that loses the championship. You know, certainly not going to win it the first one, but you can definitely lose it. You know what I really want to talk about? <clears throat> your emoji, which, <laughs> which I, I is so. Was that your idea? It's like Perfect. a big no. Big that, here's the thing truck, on right? the, I didn't even know anything about the emojis, and I saw it just <laughs> like you did. We had a hell of a week. You know, racing Monday at at Indy, and then we had an appearance in Chicago, and then I came out here, spent a night with my wife in in Las Vegas, back to the media day. I mean, it's been a whirlwind, so no, I didn't know anything about emojis, but I dig it. With Rush Truck Centers, I think it was a perfect fit having the, the, the semi for me. It's fun to do redneck things. You can't do redneck things without having a set of bull horns on the hood of the semi. Exactly right. Got the 14 plate on the bumper. I dig it. They did a good job. Roll over everybody in the. I'm gonna run them over. There you go. 18 wheels are rolling, baby. Boyer prediction: gonna run over everybody in the playoffs. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna stick them with them horns. Where do you feel, feel like the number 22 team is heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think really the the real judge of knowing where you're at, I think, comes here in Vegas. Right. I think when you get out there and you see, um, you know, how much everyone's brought for the playoffs and see if everyone's raised their game um, and how much, and uh, and you're going back to a somewhat normal mile and a half. Uh, so I think it's a good judge of where you're at, especially compared to the spring race as well. Has Team Penske raised its game for the playoffs? Do you feel like? We will know soon, won't we? Uh, we've done a good job in the past, I think, as a race team of, of finding more, um, not only in our race cars, but in our team, uh, to be able to be successful throughout each round of the playoffs. And, um, you know, and I think that's, that's a special thing. You know, I, I think of what an athlete is, uh, and I think the biggest thing that, that creates a good athlete is, is when you're able to, to, you know, raise your game under pressure. And, um, you know, that's not just the drivers, not just the crew chief, it's not just the pit crew guys, it's everybody at the shop that, you know, it's a little bit more pressure for everyone because there's a lot on the line. And uh, to be able to raise your game in those situations means a lot. So you haven't won here, but you've led the last five races at Vegas. So is it a good place to open for you? It's been a great track for us. I think, um, I think it's one of my best tracks by the stats. So um, I get excited about coming to Vegas. It's been a good track for me. Um, really from my rookie year, it's been a good track. So uh, uh, yeah, I would like to get the win. We've been very close a few times. So, uh, and being in the playoffs, would be a good time to get that win. Yeah, no question. All right, Joey Logano trying to make the, the final round for the third time this year. Second playoff appearance for Ryan Blaney. And what was learned last year? Does this one seem way different or similar coming into it? I think it feels pretty similar. Um, you know, you really approach it like every other race. You know, you don't really, uh, the main goal is to try to win the race, win stages, and get playoff points. That's really what advance you. And I'm really excited for the playoffs. It's nice to make uh, the first playoff run with the 12 team, with Team Penske. That's uh, it's a good deal with all three of our cars in the playoffs. That's uh, that's really special. So we'll see uh, We'll see what we can do kicking off this weekend in Vegas. I'll tell you one thing that is different. You've bulked up. Who is that rugged dude on your emoji? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. The emojis are very interesting to me, and uh, that's something they've done for the last couple of years. And uh, so my emoji is uh, based off of some T-shirts I have coming out. So those are those are a little bit later I date, see. but it's it's a little play on. But um, I look a little bit older in my emoji. You know, I get called young Ryan Blaney all the time, so I figured I'd go a little bit older. Made it to the round of eight last year. Mm-hmm. Round one completely different this year. How do you escape it? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, round one is going to be a toss-up, you know, with uh, three completely different races than we've ever had. And then a racetrack where no one's ever raced on before with the Roval. So, and that being the cutoff race, that's going to be a, a really, really exciting race. So, um, I think, honestly, round one is almost survival. Vegas has always been a pretty good track for us. Uh, Richmond's somewhere we need to work on, and hopefully we can uh, get a little bit better there. And then the Roval, like I said, you don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, hopefully you're in a good spot going to the Roval um, to where you can you can kind of relax a little bit and, and try to stay out of trouble. But you never know what can happen. Uh, you can be in a spot to where you have to go to the Roval and win. You, you just never know circumstances. But uh, it'll be an exciting first round for sure. It's Like you said, it's completely different, and uh, it should be really, really fun to watch. The new wild card at the end there. Young Ryan Blaney, or is he? Well, I know Kyle Larson's looking forward to these playoffs. So I'm wondering the speed we saw at Darlington with your race team. Is that what we're going to see in the playoffs? Or is there a little part of you that's kind of worried, boy, in August the team kind of had some struggles, that that might be the team that shows up in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you don't really know until you get to the racetrack. But, uh, you know, the last month or so, you know, the speed we've had, um, Mm -hmm. or last couple weeks really, uh, has really, you know, helped my confidence out. Um, You know, I think if you'd asked me, a month ago how our playoffs would have been i would probably said we'd be lucky to make it out of the first round but um you know with how well we ran at darlington you know leading a bunch of laps there having you know by far the fastest car we didn't get the win but you know we showed that we had a lot of speed and then uh this past week at indy we we had a lot of speed again we didn't you know, get the finish to show for it but we were fast so hopefully you know we got some good mo- good momentum at the right time to lead into the playoffs and uh can can make a run at a championship how much of this game is about confidence coming in the playoffs that's the word you mentioned yeah I mean confidence is huge in anything you know life in general confidence is, right. is huge so um you know we I, I personally didn't have a lot of it um you know a month ago but now the last few weeks um I'm feeling better about it but I mean you still need to have a good race car at the track so uh we, we I mean we have some good tracks for us in the playoffs um you know the the schedule is a little bit different this year so um I would say the schedule kind of suited me better you know last year than it does this year you know with the Roval I don't really know how I'll be and in Richmond's kind of a hit or miss track for me so if I can get to the final four you know that I, I could race a little different race a little harder and and you know hopefully if we get that championship, that'd be awesome. Well, he mentions the confidence and the speed could be a good combo for Kyle Larson coming into the playoffs. You know, Larson heads into the postseason with zero wins and only five playoff points, but Vegas has given him the fourth spot as the favorite to win the championship, Parker. I like that bet. That would be a great bet to take, I think, in so many respects, and especially from what he just described. What we see now, this team, the last two weeks. You know, as he said, about a month ago, I was not very confident about this race team. I felt like Kyle Larson himself was elevating them to a whole nother level that maybe their cars didn't belong being in a pl- that place, but... I've even seen his teammate Jim McMurray show some speed here in the last couple weeks. So I really think Chip Ganassi Racing has found some speed within those race cars at the right time. And then you know if Kyle Larson is given a car that's even in close to the top five, he can find a way to win it. That's how talented he is. So I just get a lot of confidence about this race team going to the playoffs. And Kyle, I feel like you might think the same thing or not similar at all. I don't know. Where do you stand on this one? I I do think the same thing. I I think – these guys had a little bit of a reset after Bristol where they went there expecting something. It didn't happen. They got at each other over the radio. Uh, we heard he and Chad go at it over the radio. They had an attitude adjustment that week, and they've been spot on ever since. They've got speed. As you mentioned, Jamie McMurray has speed. This is a team that can get on a streak. And when you have a team that can get on a streak and you put Kyle Larson on a streak, uh, he's going to be tough if he makes it, as he said, all the way to Homestead. Well, the drivers are getting ready on Burnout Boulevard in Las Vegas. We promised you that. It is almost here. Coming up, we're going to go back out to Las Vegas and look at what's happening there and also talk a little bit about Kyle Busch. What was he thinking when he found out that the playoffs were coming to his hometown of Las Vegas? The 2018 regular season champion tells us when NASCAR America continues. Welcome to NASCAR Burnout Boulevard. 
Ford Martin fueled by Sunoco. Today, the Monster Energy Cup Series playoff contenders deliver the ultimate smoke show on one of the world's most famous roads, the Las Vegas Strip, always pulsing with excitement. But today, it is not the neon lights that are grabbing attention. NASCAR's best drivers are on the scene, and you will see them lay some rubber down before they focus on the playoff opener at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The dominance of the big three has certainly been the top headline of 2018, and they have numbers to show it. But will their regular season success carry over to the playoffs? Let's hear from all three drivers, beginning with Kevin Harvick, who is with Marty Snyder. Well, time to talk to one of the top seeds, Kevin Harvick, who is tied with Kyle Busch as we come to these playoffs. So I'm, I'm wanting to understand the mentality of the four team. Everybody talks about sort of playoff mode for a race team. For you guys, is it much different? than it was in the regular season? No, we, that's been a you know a focus of ours to, to try to play off race every week just because of the fact that when you get to this time of year, it's hard to just shift gears and find another speed and uh, do things differently than you've mm -hmm. done all year. I think that opens you up for mistakes and, and things to uh, to put too much pressure on not only yourself but your team and all the guys to, to have the expectations that you need to get more. So right. our team's done a good job of, of – Playoff prep, uh, it's hard uh, from an organization and a team standpoint, but they've done a good job from playoff preparation on a week-to-week -week basis, and, and really it's trying to do things business as usual. A lot of talk about the big three and kind of where are they lately. I think I've seen speed from all three of the of the big three, but is it is it maybe a more fair way to put it that the field might be closing a little bit as the playoffs start? Um, you know, I think I think for us, we've just we've just made mistakes over the over the last three weeks, and I think we finished fourth and yeah. two fourths and a whatever. I don't even remember where we finished before that. So, you know, it's I think the expectations are just way higher than than um, you know what they need to be. Um, but you know, I think for us that you know. Those those are stories for you guys. For us, you know, I think, um, you know, for us, we, we, we've seen the speed in the car. Yeah. Um, you know, last week we went to the back three times and, and wound up finishing fourth. So uh, those, are, those are weeks that you're going to have in the playoffs. And, and those are the, you know, Indy and, and Darlington. And, and when you make those mistakes and, and you have to rebound from them and you can get top fives out of them, those are the things that you have to do in the last right. 10 weeks. So every week is not going to go perfect. Um, there's still some of those situations that, aren't going to go your way and, yeah. and you're not going to be uh, the one that gets the lucky break sometimes and, and it's going to it's going to be a bad break sometimes and you, you just have to rebound from those things and you have to if you have the mindset going into these last 10 weeks that everything's going to go perfect and yeah. you know you you have to make everything go perfect you're in big trouble because you can't make everything go perfect because you can't control when those caution flags come out you can't control flat tires loose loose wheels or whatever the situation may be there's just going to be things happen and you have to just put it in your rearview mirror re and, and regroup and go forward real quick are you guys the favorites i don't know about that we just we're <laughs> one track mind man we just focus on ourselves we don't leave our garage we don't leave our trailer and and you know we we get our we do our thing and and you know where it falls is is hopefully good enough and that's what's really worked for the four team in the past just kind of focusing week to week in these 10-week playoffs and so we're now we're down to the top seed and Kyle Busch, he earned it. And then they went ahead and put the first race in your hometown. Advantage you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would like to think so, but yeah. certainly I don't necessarily know. We've uh, I've won here before in 2009, long time ago. Uh, I'd like to think that we're actually OK here at Las Vegas, but um, it's been kind of a struggle, I would say. You know, I haven't necessarily found my niche at Vegas for some reason, but uh, certainly not like a Bristol or somewhere else, uh, Richmond. But um, Vegas is, has been good. You know, we've, we've certainly come out of this place with uh, some good finishes. Earlier this year, we finished second. So yep. we'd love to come back and do the same. When you found out a year ago, a year and a half ago, that they were going to start the playoffs here, what was your first reaction? I thought it was going to be really cool because they talked about how they were going to have um, – two triple headers right mm -hmm. they were gonna have the spring triple header and then they were gonna have the fall triple header i was like hell yeah i get to run yeah. two triple headers at my hometown like that's gonna be awesome and then i did a little bit of study work and figured <laughs> out that i can't run the other two races at my home track so i was like oh all right well that's out so so you went and won the truck race in the spring absolutely so, so i run the triple in the spring and we get that out of the way we come back in the fall we run the single and lo and behold it's probably a really good idea because it is smoking hot outside you mentioned this track, not a Bristol for you uh, per se, uh, but you've won in all three series here. So what I'm curious about is there are other mile and a half tracks in the playoffs. What does this one set you up for? Is it Do you have anything for Kansas or Charlotte or anything like that? Um, yes and no, maybe. Uh, maybe Kansas more than any of the others. Um, 
you know, we always always we always talked about how when you go to Texas, you kind of had somewhat of a baseline on what you were going to do at Homestead because the wore out asphalt and the banking was kind of similar. But now that Texas is repaved and they've got the different configuration, it's absolutely nothing close to Homestead. So right. um, I don't know what would be the next closest to Homestead, but obviously I think that's kind of its own animal. Um, but as far as shape goes and everything like that, you know, going to Las Vegas is a lot different than any of the other mile and a halfs. Um, we always talk about that. I mean, they cook, they're cookie cutter from over the top, but right. you know the the way they drive and the way they feel, they're they're not even close. Kyle Busch is home. He's number one, and he would plan to keep it that way. Martin, we'll start with the obvious. How do you focus on the title? How do you keep the team focused on the title when you and the rest of the team is also focusing on next year? Well, I'd say we're not focused on next year. I would say that um, you know we're working in the off downtime to make sure we're in a good place next year. But the focus is still no question on this season and, and how do we back up the championship. So to answer your question for me, I mean, it's um, I'd say it's probably a little bit easier than, than some of the other guys on the team, you know. Um, <clears throat> all I have to worry about is driving the car. You know, I don't have to worry about building it. And um, There's a lot of other stuff behind the scenes that goes on, you right. know, to, to build competitive race winning cars. So it's a little bit easier for me, but I think for me it's easy to focus on – on what I need to do, block out all the noise, block out all the outside stuff. I think it's something I've got gotten better at over the years without question. Um, and dealing with the pressures of, of racing for a championship is something I, I feel like I'm pretty good at dealing with. Um, and so that's just kind of what I'll focus on. And um, obviously in between races, try to help, help the guys have the right mindset. But I feel like they do. I feel like we're in a really good place. Just from the fact that, I mean, I know I'm running on here, but like – I think we all understand the opportunity we have and we all are so thankful for Barney and what he's given us all. You know, mm-hmm. you think about the careers that he's built, you know, that we've all built because of Barney and because of Furniture Road and what he's given us and the, and the home that he's given us. And, and um, you know, all of us have really made our names there. And it's because of him. Without him, we wouldn't have done that. So right. I think all of us, our mindset is we, we want him to go out with another championship. Right. That would be the best thing we could ever do to repay him. And I think that's where we're at, and that's what we're going to try to do. All right. Well, we'll see if Martin can turn up the heat and make it two championships in a row for Furniture Row Racing. So an honest assessment there from Martin Truex Jr. with some of the issues that the team is overcoming heading into the playoffs. But I want to go back to Kyle Busch because you had a chance to speak with him this week. How does he describe the competition heading into the playoffs? Well, I think it's an interesting thing that he went into because, you know, obviously he is a part of that big three, but he talked about how maybe the big three weren't as strong in the last couple weeks. And one of the cars he referenced was obviously the two-car Brad Keselowski going up there and winning two majors in a row. And I think for many of the big three, including himself, who's looking at this saying, who's going to falter in this big three? Who's not going to continue the dominance that we saw out of them in the regular season? Now, the one thing I think he knows and the rest of the field knows, and Kevin Harvick referenced there, the four car is probably the fastest car in the series. So for the 18, they're very close to the four car, but they're going to have to out-execute them. The good thing for them is I've seen them do that throughout this season. So, Kyle, just to follow up with Kevin Harvick, he did mention mistakes over the last three weeks specifically that have been hindering them. Is he the undisputed favorite in your mind? He seemed coy and willing to answer that question outright. Yes, he's the favorite. Uh, I think he and Rodney Childers, if we go back over the last three or four years, are the best crew chief driver combination in this sport on a consistent basis, on a consistent basis. And, And what I mean by that is, He talks about Indy. He talks about Darlington. He talks about mistakes, whether it be something he did on the racetrack, whether it be a call on pit road, whether it just be bad luck. And you know what? They recover and run fourth. That's what a championship team does. He said it's hard to switch gears this time of year. So we are always in championship prep mode. They do that week in and week out. So their game doesn't change. Their game basically only changes if somebody rears their head and confronts them a little bit They just dig a little bit deeper. Well, the big three and the other 13 drivers in the playoffs are getting ready to burn it down in Vegas. Coming up just moments away, we're going to have burnouts on the Boulevard. Boulevard. Boulevard live (laughs) on the Las Vegas Strip. Rutledge, can you help me out? Easy for you to say. (laughs) I heard Rutledge was in the (laughs) middle of everything. What you got, buddy? Uh, Carolyn, I'm just down here hanging. We're getting ready. They're going to start these cars here shortly. Jeff Burton is obviously in his old man fire suit, which is a golf shirt and khakis. He's ready. Watch out. Harvick's here. Kyle Busch is looking good. We're ready for fun. We got a whole lot more coming up after this. He looks nice in khakis, doesn't he?
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.